Hello, and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. I am one of your hosts, Brianna, and I'm here with Lisa. Today, we're going to be talking about online dating and some of the risks that can be involved in that, as well as some tips for remaining safe while dating online, because it is so popular right now. So this statistic about it being so popular was very shocking to me that during the pandemic, because we had limited social interactions, everyone's going online for, you know, interacting with friends or even trying to get dates, that kind of thing. So Tinder, the most downloaded dating app in the world, Tinder hit 3 billion swipes in a single day during March 2020. 3 billion in one day. So that was a huge thing for it to to hit initially. But since then, it has broken that record more than 100 times. So we are working in, what, about a year and a half after that? 100 more times it has done that. So this is definitely something that has increased in the pandemic times, even though it existed beforehand. So that is pretty wild. Obviously, a lot of people are doing this, so we need to talk about how to be safe while people are engaging in that. Yeah, that is um, a mind-blowing statistic to think about, just three billion in a day, right? That's just, that's a lot. That's a lot of swipes. That's a lot of active users on the site. And so, I mean, to start off, I think online dating is awesome. I'll say that first and foremost. Um, I met my boyfriend on an online dating app. My brother met his now wife on an online dating app. And she, you know, was from across the world at that point. So it's, it's really incredible. It gives us so many opportunities to connect, to build new relationships, like Brie mentioned, whether that just be friendships or romantic relationships. Uh, But of course, you know, with everything else online, there's some risks involved. And I think it's really important, especially for individuals going on to, yeah, try to establish a romantic relationship, friendship, or otherwise, to just be informed of those risks, right? And just to keep those things in mind as they move forward in that. And so what we're going to do, we're going to kind of discuss some risks for youth, and then we're going to move into some risks for adults. And so first off, we know that, um, you know, maybe there's not youth under the age of 18 regularly using dating sites, but we also know there's a lot of opportunity for youth under 18 to create dating profiles, right? By just adjusting their age, putting down that they're 18 or 19 instead of the age they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, we know that youth are sometimes looking for romantic relationships as well as friendships and their social media profiles. And a lot of those profiles kind of become inadvertent dating apps as well, right? And how they're using them. So we're just gonna keep that in mind moving forward. And so to kind of start into our risks for youth, because there is plenty for for youth and adults. uh, One of the biggest risks we'll mention first is online grooming. And so if any listeners out there are unfamiliar with what grooming is, grooming is when an adult will build a relationship, will build trust and or an emotional connection with a youth. And this is in order to, you know, down the line, once that rapport, once that connection is built to manipulate, exploit or abuse this individual. And so it's an adult kind of looking for someone younger and again, building that whole relationship with no good intentions there. 
And so maybe they're uh, scanning the internet, maybe they're scanning some of those social media profiles we're talking about, and perhaps they're maybe even searching for vulnerable youth. So maybe looking at the kind of things they're posting, um, you know, if this person's kind of looking for a connection or if they're feeling kind of sad or kind of feeling withdrawn, it might be a little bit easier for that individual to kind of swoop in to build that connection with them. Uh, or maybe they're gonna use information that's kind of shared on their profile or their dating site, you know, like hobbies or things that they're into and using that as leverage. So they can start kind of discussing those things. Oh, you like this band? I love them and kind of start a connection that way. Or maybe they play the same kind of video games or can talk about those things, right? And so it's a way to kind of get close to that person. And again, to build that rapport, build that connection. So down the line, they have this perhaps vulnerable or just in general have this youth there for whatever mean, for whatever they're looking for. The second risk we will talk about is location tracking. And so I think Snapchat's Snap Map, which by the way is hard to say, <laughs> um, I think their Snap Map is something I will never forget the first time seeing that. Yes. Uh, I was still teaching in ninth grade at the time. We're talking about online safety and someone actually, cause you know, as, as soon as we're talking about apps they like and Snapchat and things like that, of course, you know, every student in the class wanted to come up and show me how Snapchat worked and show me their phone and show me all these things going on. And I remember one youth came up and showed me the snap map and showed me in real time how you can see pretty much everyone's GPS location, right? Exactly where they were if they're on that app. Um, so creepy. Yeah. And they all got a really good laugh because I nearly fainted because I thought, you know, I had never used Snapchat before, um, never was on the app. And me thinking about this, I was like, oh my gosh, is this on? all the time? Are you guys just tracking each other or able to be tracked all the time? Uh, and of course they told me, you know, if you are savvy or if you are just familiar with the app that you can turn it off, which was a little bit comforting for me. Cause again, at that point I was scared to my core, but um, this is something that's really big though, right? Cause I think a lot of people don't want to turn it off, um, especially youth. They have, you know, kind of this ingrained feeling that this is just for fun, which it's supposed to be, right? Um, but maybe in the back of their minds too, you know, there could be a lot of that um, idea that, you know, I don't have to be fearful. Nothing's going to happen. We're all doing it. It's totally fine. But I think thinking about things like uh, your Snapchat map, right? Just providing that instant sense of where someone is. I think anyone listening can um, kind of get that feeling I had the first day seeing it, how this could be inherently dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. And so even oversharing information. So let's say this person is, um, you know, perhaps not on Snapchat, not using the Snap map, but maybe they're just sharing what school they go to. Even little things that they may not recognize, maybe they're posting pictures and in their photos they're showing, um, you know, their t-shirts with their school logo on it or post it up outside of certain businesses that are really easily recognizable. You know, they have photos of maybe addresses in the back. So someone can kind of easily mm -hmm. put together a picture of the town they live in, the school they go to, the area that they hang out at. It's just super important, right? That we think about these things, especially youth and what they're putting out there. Even again, kind of in those moments where maybe they're not recognizing how much they are sharing. And so the last little tidbit that I will share before Bree kind of gives us some more tips uh, or more things to think about for youth is that there could be limited social interactions. If someone is really 
using social media or using it for dating to the point of uh, maybe they meet someone online, right? And so maybe they form this really deep connection with this person and maybe they find themselves staying home all the time. Maybe they're starting to kind of turn down offers from friends or family members. You know, I can't hang out with you guys. You know, I have to Skype with my online girlfriend or my online boyfriend. Uh, you know, we have this event coming up or whatever it is or a game, but you know, I told them that I would stay home and talk to them on the phone or chat with them. And so, I mean, although it's good, especially if you're in a relationship with someone to, you know, prioritize them and make sure that you're spending that time or making those connections, it's also really important to understand and think about, you know, if you are starting to really limit yourself, if you're really starting to kind of isolate in order to maintain that connection or relationship, um, and especially doing that with friends and family or hobbies that you used to love, that's just something really important, I think, for youth to think about. Uh, just not becoming isolated or withdrawn, just to kind of make that relationship work. Right. Yeah. If it gets to the point where you are turning down those in-person interactions, you know, it needs to be a balance. Even if you have a relationship that's not online, you know, still that should be a balance between other friends and other interactions and that relationship. Some other risks for youth include online harassment. So this can carry over from the dating app to other social media accounts or either from one social media account to another, you know, they have your name and some pictures associated with it. And so now you can, they can search for you mm -hmm. on different platforms. And even if you block that person, um, you know, maybe they create another profile and they find you that way. I want to say I heard of Instagram having a feature that they included somewhat recently where you can say block this person and any other profile that they create. Ooh. But I'm sure there's a way around that too. You know, like good on you, Instagram, for starting to get on top of that. Yeah, I didn't know that. But I mean, if someone really wants to be stalking or harassing someone, they're going to find a way to do it. Maybe it'll make it a little bit harder. Yeah. So hopefully it'll uh, deter some people. But yeah, look into that feature if you are experiencing some sort of online harassment. But that's that's a risk because you are mm -hmm. confirming that your image and your name go together and maybe your location, you know, all of those location things. If you confirm it on Tinder and you confirm it on Instagram, you confirm it on Facebook, you know, they can find you pretty easily because it's a puzzle piece of okay, she lives in Michigan mm -hmm. and she has this picture with her dog and her name is this and this. And I found her on all three profiles and then I can piecemeal different information from those profiles to learn even more. So yeah. when you start to think about this, I mean, people really looking into you, if you're not careful about it, can find a lot and they can, if they have those bad intentions, they could use a lot of that against you if you're not protecting yourself and watching out for these risks. Absolutely. Also, the consequences of sexting or sharing photos or videos of explicit content um, for youth under 18, a huge risk. Uh, mm -hmm. We had a training from someone in the FBI a few years ago now, and he actually shared that nine out of 10 sexting or like uh, nude photos that are shared, however you want to say it, nine out of 10 of those become like porn on the dark pages of the web. Mm. And people can say, well, I sent it consensually. You know, I, this person didn't send it to anyone else. 
And our response to that is that you know of, or maybe while you were in the relationship, they didn't. Yeah. It's just, it's really, really difficult to, I mean, and not even difficult. It's impossible to, once you have that picture out there, it's impossible to know where exactly it's going to land. Yeah. You don't know if someone else got a hold of that person's phone. You don't know if that person had a really bad day and they were mad at you and they choose to use that as some sort of revenge against you. But it's pretty wild coming from an FBI agent saying that nine out of 10 photos that are shared like that become some sort of porn on the dark pages of the internet. So yeah, if you're choosing to send nudes or sexting, whatever uh, you call it, just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have no control. Uh, poor body image is something that we see frequently on social media as it is. And so especially if you're trying to get the attention from a certain person that you're, you might be interested in dating, you're going to get caught in that comparison trap of, oh, well, maybe this person is into that person. And so I need to change this about myself to be more like that person since they're interested in them. You know, it's that whole just <laughs> the grass is greener on the other side and I need to be more like that person. And it can take away from I'm going to authentically show up as myself in this space because it's really easy to not authentically show up as as yourself in online dating and social media spaces you know it's a highlight reel and you choose what you show and that can be very overwhelming to choose what you're going to show or maybe you post something and it doesn't get enough likes and then you remove it. You know, I, I had some roommates in college who did that. They would post something and they would wait like 10 minutes. And if it wasn't at the likes that they wanted, they'd remove it. Mm. So wrapping up the, the risks for youth is, uh, you know, being careful about online harassment, all the information that you have out there, the consequences of sexting, knowing the Uh, exactly what can happen and the risks with sending those pictures and then the poor body image uh, just making sure that you are trying to show up as yourself and not comparing to other people which we all do naturally but Mm -hmm. especially if you're trying to at some point reach a a real relationship with someone they're eventually going to find out the real you so it's good to show up as yourself from the start Exactly. Yeah. And avoid that kind of heartache, right? Maybe you do, you know, you're altering little, little things about you. You're applying all the filters and the photos. You're really, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to put your best self forward and it's maybe not a realistic version of yourself. You know, it'd be really unfortunate if you really start to have feelings for someone or you're building even a friendship, right. And building this great connection, but then they kind of start to figure out that that's not really you. Uh, that's not really what you look like. This isn't really your interests, uh, that you were kind of, you know, almost misleading in that way. Right. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's really important stuff to keep in mind. And so we're actually going to switch gears. We're going to start talking about the risks for adults, which I think, um, you know, there's plenty of those as well. And even more specifically, right, because we know more adults technically are using these dating apps. And so the first risk we're going to talk about is something that we were kind of just really picking apart there um, in that last in that last little segment talking about body image and the kind of you know distress that can cause but the first risk is harassment and psychological distress for adults using dating apps and so according to an actual psychological study that was done back in 2020 people who use dating apps are likely to be more distressed anxious or depressed 
In fact, dating app users face three times the amount of stress in comparison to non-users. And this number increases if the dating app user is on dating apps more often. Let's say, you know, daily use, checking it multiple, multiple times a day or for a longer period of time. And so thinking about that and thinking about what Brie was just mentioning with, you know, just social media in general and this pressure that we have, right? And putting up a highlight reel of ourselves or, you know, maybe taking down a photo because we didn't get the amount of likes compared to someone else that's using it. Um, if someone's really seeking validation solely from this dating site, um, you know, they can have that serotonin boost that comes in from the positive attention, mm -hmm. you know, people liking the photos or people swiping on their page. But, you know, they can also be sensitive or really negatively impacted from rejection or lack of interest. And so the more that someone is really, you know, looking for this dating app or this profile to really fulfill something, right, give them that validation, the more they are constantly checking it, constantly wondering, you know, from if I'm going to get a like, if someone's going to swipe on my page, or if these pictures are good enough because I see these other individuals and they look so much better, that, that can really damage someone's psyche, right? And so I think that's really important for people to think about. And I think, again, that little interesting tidbit from that study that, you know, especially if someone's using it more often, uh, or more frequently that psychological distress, that anxiousness, that depression can kick in even more. So I think that's just something to keep in mind for our listeners out there. So it can be a double-edged sword because you might be seeking creating a profile on a dating app because you're feeling lonely or maybe a little depressed and wanting to have that companion in life or even just a friendship. But if you are getting involved with the app to the point where you're obsessing over it and you have to check it, you have to see if you're getting the likes and the matches, then it can, on the other side, lead to depression and anxiety. So it's so important to just have that healthy mix and to be able to put it away sometimes uh, and to have it sometimes and just really set those limits for yourself. Absolutely. Kind of setting those boundaries, you know, and maybe you even have a time of the day where you kind of check those things just to make sure that it's not, you know, every waking moment, um, pulling it out of your pocket and just checking to see. Because, yeah, I just think no matter what it is, if you're just kind of turning to something that much and you're hoping and wishing and waiting, right, it's just it just seems stressful no matter what medium that is, whether it be a dating app, your phone or whatever. And so, yeah, I think that's really big to keep in mind. The next risk we're going to talk about for adults on dating apps is the lack of background checks and also the lack of site accountability or app accountability. And this is really big. Um, I actually recently watched a, it, it was a 2020 episode. Um, and this, you know, was kind of going to the, the end of the spectrum. But in this 2020 episode, they were highlighting uh, a story of, he was actually a serial rapist but he was using multiple accounts on this dating app. Uh, and he actually ended up after, you know, he had committed kind of enough crimes, uh, he was reported. And once, you know, this one woman reported him, uh, gave information to the police, they really couldn't do much about it. She even contacted the app itself. And she said, you know, um, I'm trying to let you guys know this person is dangerous. But the thing was, and she wasn't aware of all of his other accounts, you know, they said, we can't really, you know, kind of track them down, right? If they've deleted that one account that you spoke to him on, there might be more, but we have no way of checking that because we don't have the information that may not be his real name. Um, we, not, we just may not be able to find that information. And so it's really interesting. So there's actually an online protection bill. So 
It's called Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, um, and it dictates that sites cannot be held accountable for harm that comes to third parties through their platforms. And so if you have a situation like this, uh, where, you know, let's say someone, maybe not even to that extent, like, let's say someone's harassing someone on a popular site, you know, it doesn't fall back on the site. It does not fall back on them to really investigate the matter or even be held liable if something does happen. And so that's really interesting to kind of think about. I wasn't aware of that until I watched that episode, dug a little deeper, did a little bit more research. But just thinking about that, like these sites really unfortunately cannot do much to help a lot of people that might be facing any kind of harassment all the way down the line to assault, right, or abuse through the app um, because they're covered by that bill. And so another interesting thing, uh, in 2019, the Columbia School of Journalism in New York in a new site called ProPublica found that the Match Group, which owns Match.com um, and around 45 different dating apps, they only screen for sex offenders on the paid app. So, you know, they might do um, some kind of a background check there, right, in order for you to get on the site, to have a profile, to start finding matches, but it really only screens for those kind of things. So it's someone in the system that's gonna come up. Um, and also other free platforms like Tinder, OkCupid, and Hinge, they are not screening background checks. So I think that's just really interesting for individuals to keep in mind, right? And our listeners to keep in mind that not everyone is kind of going through the system to make sure that, yeah, they haven't committed a crime, right? They haven't committed felonies. They haven't been in trouble for other things. So just putting that in perspective, it's just good for us to be really mindful because again sites really aren't liable or under legal obligation to kind of do that work and check everyone's profile and everyone's you know validity on that site for us and so it really kind of then falls to us as the user just making sure that we're doing everything to keep ourselves safe yeah the phrase uh, sheep in wolf's clothing uh, kind of came up for me of like, you never know what someone's really hiding behind. And just because they're mm -hmm. on a good site and they have a good profile, um, I guess it would be the opposite. It would be a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? <laughs> Whatever that phrase is, but you never really know what you're getting with someone. And that's just like in person. If you normally go to this really nice bar where there's generally good people um mm -hmm. there could be someone who's not good there and you can't just trust the place you can't just trust the platform you have to take each person as a case-by-case -case scenario yeah, absolutely so other risks for adults can include threats of harm um, especially if you turn someone down or reject their advances you know someone might use like we were talking about all that information that they've gathered from you on the internet mm -hmm. uh they could potentially use that to to give you threats to potentially carry out threats which is really scary um uh, and so that can can be a risk and that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that if you're on an online platform you shouldn't turn someone down or reject their advances like you still get consent <laughs> on each and every interaction that you have with people yeah but just know that if you have enough information out there where they could make a realistic like oh i'm gonna go to your job or i'm gonna call your job and say that you were doing this this and this or whatever that was just a top of my head threat that someone could have because if you're posting where you work and all of that so just things to keep in mind mm -hmm. 
Another risk can include catfishing. So if you've heard of the the show Catfish, I like to watch that from time to time because it blows my mind uh, how someone can go through so much to put up that false persona and to know that the other person is so absolutely in love with this person who isn't even real. Maybe as a fake person, maybe they're pretending to be someone else, but the person on the other end knows that it's not real. It's, it blows my mind, but it can be easy to do. Yeah. You know, even though that takes some commitment to really follow through with that. And, you know, if the person's requesting a phone call, you have to come up with an excuse for that or dub your voice or something. I mean, it can get complicated, but it can also be pretty easy to do just to create a profile. You know, like I said, you never know who is hiding behind those pictures. Um, Individuals who catfish, they might do it because they don't believe that their real identity or their looks will be wanted. And so, like we were talking about, again, the comparison deal. Um, And it can be done out of boredom or as a scheme to con someone. You know, maybe they want money out of it so this person can make them fall in love with them and then um, ask for money orders, things like that. And sometimes it works. And then you end up a few years down the road finding out this person was never even real. Works too often. The risk of sexual violence when meeting up, you know, it's a huge risk to meet up in person. This is for youths and for adults, anyone who is meeting anyone who they've only met online. This is so important to meet up with someone. Um, If you are only in public, you know, bring a friend like we were talking about with youth. The, The risk of harm and sexual violence is just too great to not take precautions when doing that. Even if you really have a good feel for this person, you don't really know if you do. Like we said, the catfishing is something that can be totally believable. Yeah. So uh, like Lisa was saying, you know, that serial rapist who existed on multiple different dating sites, you just, you don't know mm-hmm. if that person is who you're meeting up with. Uh, it's just better to play it safe. And if that person is legitimately a good intended person, they won't mind that you showed up with a friend. Maybe they'll even appreciate it. Maybe they brought a friend too. Yeah. <laughs> and you could both say like, hey, these are our friends. You cool if they chill for a while? And if they say no, that is your red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then again for adults is the poor body image. And so uh, like we said, with the youth, just making sure that you are showing up as your authentic self, although it can be hard to do because you just want to create that highlight reel. Um, maybe you were ad- rejected a lot in the past. If you're an adult who hasn't had luck in in-person relationships, you're, go- you're going online now. Maybe you're only wanting to really display certain parts of yourself because you think those are the only parts that people might be interested in. But like we were talking about, they're eventually going to know the real you. So show up as yourself from the start. Yeah. And you deserve, no matter who you are, what you look like, what you do, like you deserve to be Mm -hmm. loved for who you are. Right. And so someone, no matter 
who you are. Someone will appreciate you for you. And so I think that's really just like a nice point to put out there um, that you don't have to be anyone other than yourself. Maybe it might be, you know, more or feel more challenging for some than others. But at the end of the day, you're going to find your niche. Someone's going to like you for you. And that's, you know, you won't have to do anything differently. And I think that's just, yeah, something really good to keep in mind. And so now that we've kind of talked about, you know, kind of the, the scary aspect and the risks, which are very inherent, uh, we also didn't want to leave anyone today without some tips, right, for how to do this safely. Again, I met my boyfriend online. Uh, there's many people out there. I didn't pull up a statistic for that. I actually might pull one up after the episode and link it down in the description. Um, you know, how many people find love online and how often that happens. I'm really curious to know. I know it's a lot of people, but we just want to make sure that we're doing this safely, right? Since this is so popular. And so one of the biggest tips that we will share first is do not share financial information or send money to someone that you are in a relationship with just on the internet. And so, yeah, maybe you are building this great connection. Maybe you swiped on someone, they swiped on you back and you're starting to kind of fall for them and they're falling for you. And it's this awesome romance. And, you know, maybe you're chatting like every single day you exchange numbers. Now you're texting, they check in with you all the time. It seems comfortable. It seems authentic. But still, if they perhaps start asking for money, maybe they are saying something along the lines of, you know, I, I really want to keep talking to you. You're the best part of my day, but, you know, my phone bill's coming up and I don't have the money to pay for it. Kind of, you know, almost conning you into, into saying like, well, you know, I don't mind giving you money because I like talking to you as well. Or, you know, maybe I want to meet you in person, but, you know, I don't have the money for a plane or a bus ticket or the gas money, or maybe I need these repairs done to my car before I can come and meet you. Or even some kind of a sudden emergency. I know that's a really big one as well, you know, saying that, you know, oh my gosh, my, my aunt's in the hospital and I haven't been able to work, I haven't been able to pay my bills. If you are really caring about someone and you're a kind-hearted individual, I can see how easy it could be to just, you know, kind of think in your head like, oh, well, no big deal. I can lend you that money. I can send you this, right? This is a really slippery slope. There are a lot of financial online dating scams that happen. I actually found a really great video on that from Investigation Discovery. I'm gonna link that in the description below. So, you know, if you're interested, you can go and watch that. Um, and they kind of unpack online financial dating scams a little bit more. But you just wanna be really careful, right? And especially not just sending money in that way, but also your financial information for no reason. Uh, should you be sharing that with someone online and you know money doesn't equal trust i'll say that as well and that's something that i heard kind of doing this research money doesn't equal trust and so even if there's been money um, shared from them as well still just try to avoid doing that right that's really not building a love connection just because we're financially giving to one another and so yeah i would say just kind of really think about that before you make that decision and err for the side of caution and just not doing that the next tip that we will share, we talked about this a lot, is just watch your location sharing. So especially for youth, you know, if you have the snap map, try and turn it off, right? There's, there's kind of no reason why anyone should be able to locate you in real time at any moment of the day. It's just a little dangerous. But even on dating apps, I know that things like Bumble um, or other dating apps, I think like Tinder, I've never used Tinder, but they have kind of this little setting where you can see how far a potential match is from you, right? So X amount of miles. And that's all kind of figured out because you put in a location, right? So that way the app can say like, oh, hey, this like hot girl, or this hot guy is only like two miles away in this city. 
yeah, that could also be dangerous, right? And so make sure we're kind of just looking into things like that. If you are on the apps, just make sure, you know, those privacy settings, those location settings you're mindful of and you're kind of keeping in check. Also, be mindful of how online dating is affecting you, right, or does affect you. If you find yourself kind of like what we were talking about earlier, checking your phone every second, you're getting super anxious, you're getting super down on yourself, maybe suddenly you're like, you know, I have to go and get some Botox or I have to go on a diet because I see all these other profiles and now I'm starting to play that little comparison game, right? Maybe I didn't have my hair done cute enough or whatever it is. If you're starting to kind of fall down that rabbit hole of I'm not good enough or you're getting really anxious, you're feeling depressed, like we talked about before, set those limits for yourself, right? Acknowledge that you are wonderful the way you are and maybe, yeah, have some of those boundaries in place so you're not excessively engaging with something that's causing you that kind of stress. Also, we're gonna tell you this is a great tip, be yourself. I know we've mentioned this as well. If you're really looking for someone, if you're really looking for love, you're really looking for that connection, put out that real image of you, right? Like shoot your shot that you will get someone that appreciates you for you. You don't have to be anyone different. Don't try to you know, take on the hobbies of someone else or the language or the jargon or whatever it is that you see someone else doing, just be you. And the last tip that I will share before Free has a couple as well is trust your gut. So if someone is giving you a lot of red flags, so maybe they are asking you for money, or maybe you're wanting to like call or video call this person to kind of confirm their authenticity and every single time, well, I can't talk right now, my camera's broken, which by the way, kind of going back to catfish, I love how that's like the number one excuse is like my camera is broken, right? So many catfish kind of use that. And I'm sorry, but like it's 20, almost 2022, pretty much everyone has a smartphone. And I've never seen like an iPhone camera just like straight broken. Actually, I, I know that exists. I've seen actually phones pretty smashed up, but for the most part, there's multiple cameras, right? Or you have a computer and most laptops have a webcam on it. So like the excuse that like I don't have video chat just does not, make much sense to me, right? Um, but yeah, if you're just noticing some of those red flags with someone, trust your instinct, mm -hmm. trust your gut. Even if you've gone on maybe a date, maybe you're an adult, you met someone, it seems perfect. You go on a date and things are just seeming odd, trust yourself, right? And do whatever you can or feel like is necessary for you to maintain your safety, whether that is, you know, um, sharing your location with friends and family or just doing things, whatever it is for you to feel comfortable and navigate that situation safely. Just trust your instincts. I think that's one of the biggest ones for me. That's definitely a really, really important one is to listen to that little voice. You know, your instinct is that little voice that whispers to you. When you feel that, follow that mm -hmm. is absolutely a good rule to follow. Yeah. So like I had already mentioned, uh, meeting up in public locations. So not, uh, hey, come by my house and pick me up. You know, you want to avoid those for the, the first meeting or at least the first couple meetings to really, you know, keep that, that safety aspect there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can share your location with trusted people. So even if you are going in a public place, um, you know, that show on TV, what would you do? You know, sometimes when something weird is going down, people in public aren't always going to be there to respond and to intervene with that. So let someone that you know and trust, uh, let them know your location, where you are, what you're doing, so that they can maybe check in on you. Or if they don't hear from you, they at least know your last known location. 
Next one, if you are out drinking with this person, uh, watch your drink. Don't leave your drink unattended. Um, you know, even just like turning your shoulder, it's incredibly scary how fast someone can slip something into your drink. Mm -hmm. And it's even useful to watch the bartender make your drink or choose to drink something that comes from a can uh, just to make sure that you are not getting any sort of a date rape drug. On this topic, I recently came across something just this week, actually. It is called the Nightcap Drink Cover Scrunchie. It is $12.99 on Amazon. It was featured on Shark Tank, which is one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. So it's a scrunchie that you can wear on your wrist. And then when you take it off of your wrist, you can pull out this cover that can go over the top of a standard, you know, 12 or 16 ounce um, drinking glass. And then it has a hole for a straw. And so you put the straw in there and now your drink is covered. What was once an open drink now has a cover on it. I still would not be comfortable leaving that to go to the bathroom or, you know, really leaving it unattended. Yeah. But at least it's that little bit extra security. And scrunchies are back in. Yes, so they are. <laughs> you are not going to be, you know, someone's not going to think twice about why you're wearing a scrunchie on your wrist. And then when you use it, people are going to say, oh, I respect that, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully. And oh, that's really cool. And again, if they don't, hi, hello, I'm a red flag. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say any well intended date. I don't think is going to judge you for that, right? Or question you for using that. Anyone with good intentions might be like, oh, cool. I'm happy, you know, that you have that so you can feel safer. It's a dangerous world out here, right? Yeah, they're not going to pass that exactly. judgment, I don't think. And just touching on consent, again, if you're feeling pressured to respond in any sort of a certain way, um, if you're feeling pressured to share photos or videos you aren't comfortable with, it's not okay. You set boundaries for yourself and you get to interact on the internet how you choose to interact. And so consent is always important across all areas, whether you're in person or online you deserve to set the boundaries for whatever you are okay or not okay with. So as we're talking about all of this, I know, Lisa, you've had positive experiences and we've been talking about a lot of the scary stuff with this. So I just want to summarize that Although we're talking about everything that can happen, things to look out for, there are good things that come from it. Um, I used to use a couple dating apps. I was never really, really big on them, but I actually right now use this app called Peanut. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's actually like Tinder for moms. So you literally find moms in your area. Oh, I was going to say, it sounds really cute. I, was like, I didn't even know what it was. You can swipe up or swipe down to connect with moms in your area. So I am on there. That is so cute. <laughs> um, I actually ended up meeting my little girl's uh, daycare teacher, she was on there. So we got to meet her before she even got signed up for daycare. So that was a positive experience on a, uh, on an app for me. It's not dating. I'm not looking to date other moms. I'm just looking to make friends. <laughs> 
Um, mom world is, is a whole new adventure. So it can help to find those people who are also looking for those friendships. So there are positive experiences that you can have with these apps. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So moving right along into the end of our episode and our meditation that we do, I chose to do a meditation about gratitude. We are heading into the end of the year, and I think it's really important to be grateful for everything that the previous year brought us. And especially in the holidays, we get so caught up in Christmas shopping and all of that. It's really important to just remember what you already have. You know, it's always such this ironic thing when uh, we celebrate Thanksgiving and we're so grateful for everything that we have. And then uh, the very next day or a few hours later, we have Black Friday where we just need to spend all the money on all of the things and start the Christmas shopping. I I say that with a, the caveat that Black Friday is a holiday for me. I do sit down on Thanksgiving with my Sharpie and my highlighter and my scissors and my folder. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> <laughs> but we still need to keep that gratitude in there of what we have and being thankful that we have those people to love and spoil with all of our Black Friday purchases. <laughs> so moving into our meditation. Take some time to place yourself in a comfortable position. Take a few deep breaths let your chest rise and fall with each inhalation and exhalation. When you are ready, go ahead and let your eyes drift closed if you are in a safe place to be doing that. As you continue to breathe slowly and deeply, let your attention rest gently on your breath feeling the movement as it enters and exits your body. Each time you exhale, let go of any tension. Relax your face, your shoulders, your belly, your legs. On your next exhale, Settle your attention to the area around your heart. Focus on the feelings of love, compassion, empathy, and forgiveness. Love, compassion, empathy, and forgiveness. With your attention on your heart center, Bring to mind something or someone you are grateful for. As you continue with your easy, relaxed breathing, perhaps you feel gratitude for being alive or healthy. Gratitude that you are in this space right now. Perhaps you are grateful for the abundance of nature that produces food to nourish your body and beautiful scenery to nourish your soul. Think about a food that nourishes you. 
and a scenery that nourishes your soul. Bring your attention to people who truly nourish you in your life and how they bless you with their presence. Those people who just feel like warm sunshine. Feel gratitude for your own life and the many gifts you have been blessed with, the many talents that you have. Now bring your attention to how this gratitude feels in the area around your heart. With each inhale, let this feeling grow outwards, expanding to fill your chest, your arms, your hands, your legs, your feet. With each inhale, this feeling grows, filling you up to the tips of your fingers and the tips of your toes. And now, even as you return your attention to your breath, let your body remember the sensations of your gratitude. You can slowly come back to the room, wiggle those fingers and those toes. Gently open your eyes and thank yourself for giving you this time today. That was lovely. Um, and I know that my host Brianna knows this, our listeners don't. I'm just getting over a cold. <laughs> so it's funny to like meditate and just be like mouth breathing the whole time. And at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to really, really enjoy this. Um, but no, I, that was so nice, even regardless of my breathing right now. Uh, that was super relaxing. So thank you so much, Brie. That was really wonderful and I think yeah especially with the holidays coming up I think that is something so nice for all of our listeners to kind of practice remind themselves of you know just that gratitude and so I just want to say um you know I think today's episode was really really great I loved this conversation especially with just how popular online dating is um and just yeah make sure that we're being as aware informed as possible as you know many of us are probably going online to date just like I did right and so yeah, to all of our listeners, we're going to have a lot of resources below. I know I mentioned um, one or two throughout the episode. Great, uh, two great videos in particular. One is that investigation discovery, uh, that financial scamming through online dating video that I mentioned. There's also one that goes over the top five online dating scams as of the last year or so. I think that was super insightful as well. And then a plethora of other articles, things like that. Um, yeah, to kind of pick through, you know, great things to keep in mind. So just want to say, if any listeners out there or on the internet um, are looking for love, good luck out there. Be safe. Keep these things in mind. Remember, trust your gut, trust your instincts, look for those red flags, and the best of luck to you in doing so. So we hope you really enjoyed today's conversation, and we hope you will join us for our next episode.